Welcome back to Weekend Movie Bros, where I am Ray from RT Jones 18. I am Jacob from Jacob is Here. These are our YouTube links, by the way. I'm Jacob. That's Zachary. Hi. Which you might know us of by the time for the podcast stuff. Uh, welcome to the streaming episode of the podcast. Season 1, episode 2 is what we're at we would also like to make the announcement that we are everywhere so you can literally watch us or listen to us Um, anywhere you want to really anywhere Um, which is pretty darn cool um like there's stitcher spotify itunes there's a whole bunch of different places and if you do watch us on itunes make sure you go ahead and rate us and stuff that way we know and how we can you know improve and um, if you're watching us and if you're listening to us on spotify make sure to give us a follow that way we know that we're keeping up with everything that's going on with us but with that being said so um we had two giant news stories drop yesterday i think that kind of revealed their own podcast for today which is hbo max dropped everything and Star Wars dropped a thing. <laughs> or two things. Two Again. Either. Do you realize it's the second time Kathleen Kennedy has lost two, se- two separate people within the same project? Yes, yes, I do. Yes, yes, yes. Yes, I do. Okay. So, um, first off, we're going to call this the pros and cons segment. Uh, for Disney Plus versus HBO Max and their presentation, their layout, how we feel about the content, price point. And how everything is going to work with that. We're going to go pro and con for each of them. I figure we start with a con against Disney+. Plus. I think HBO Max set out their whole layout system very well yesterday on Twitter and Facebook. Where they revealed how everything's going to work. What they got exclusively on their streaming service. Whereas Disney+, Plus kind of relying on the fact that you know what Disney is. And they just put out a trailer. Whereas HBO set out everything that we're going to be listening, watching, and you know looking at over the next... Once they start in 2020... Um, I think it's a pro to HBO. It's a con to Disney. How do you feel? So I kind of feel somewhat the same. Um, I think overall the content and stuff that's going to be over on um, HBO Max is much more of my style and my taste. There are certain things about Disney Plus that are very exciting, but they don't come for much more into the future. Yeah. Um, And there's a lot of TV shows I'm really excited to be able to explore and watch and Mm -hmm. show, like, you know, River and stuff like that, who's our little sister. And that's very, very exciting for Disney as a platform in general. But I think overall, for me, personally, as content-wise, I was much more impressed with HBO Max. I I think if you look at the two of them, Disney... Where they do have their strong points in the adult entertainment part, where like Mandalorian and these Marvel shows coming up, and uh, most of the films are coming over from their classic vault, are very much an adult centric base. But when you look at mainly what Disney Plus is, it's the bracket for kids to go to, and it's what's going to kick Netflix out of most houses. And I guarantee you, by the end of 2020, there'll be no Netflix in anybody's house. No, I don't think so. I, I still think there's a Netflix here. Um, until Netflix doesn't have properties that people care about, Stranger Things is still as popular as Game of Thrones. And, you know, they still put out... I think, personally, I don't enjoy most of Netflix's original TV shows anymore. I don't think they're as good as... They're certain that I still keep up with. But the movies, I continually get impressed with I mean, the movies. I mean, I, mean, I mean, they just put out Dolomite Is My Name uh, this week, and, apparently, and it's getting great reviews from everybody that I've listened to and watched. Um... So that's a pro. A con to HBO over Disney 
I think, is they are solely relying on their original content within their first year, whereas Disney, I feel as though, is just relying on its original properties that it's already going with. Within its first year, we get, on HBO, we get, you know, your typical Batman, Superman, we get the last past decade of DC, Lord of the Rings, Big Bang Theory, and... Which, I mean... Which is not bad, To be honest with you, they paid a lot of money to get both Big Bang Theory and Friends spotlighted here. Yes. Plus a different TV show that they took... Which, um, they got two bigs in this deal, which is crazy to think about. But Disney, within their first day, have four four different original programs out and about. Whereas I don't think we get anything original from HBO Max until, I think, a year after. No, it's with, during 2020. But it's not. But it's not content. at launch though. But I we, don't know if it is or not. We have yet to really get the announcements. Do you and think stuff. the Dawn of the Dragon will be on launch day? No, no, I don't think. I think Dawn of the Dragon and. Green Lantern, which were both announcements out there, which we'll talk about individually, as I think they both deserve their own little segment. Um, but I think both those, since they were not dated and different things like that, what Gossip they Girl? will see Gossip Girl, I do believe, will probably be yeah, out I'm on release. They have also said, if anybody was curious, um, Disney has yet to really come up with a very good game plan for how they're releasing their properties. At least Mandalorian seems all messed up. In which we can talk about Tuesday, Friday, Friday, but Friday, Friday, Friday. I Wednesday. think, I think that's a pro and a con both for HBO. I think a pro for HBO is HBO knows mm-hmm. we like to have the headlines and people talking about weekly. Yeah, and so it will continue. Every TV show and things will continue to be released weekly. Whereas I think Disney, you don't really know. You just have to hope. Hey, there's a new episode. You know. I think with their bigger service, I think with their bigger shows like Mandalorian and their Marvel stuff going forward. Most probably most Star Wars stuff, anything Disney puts out original content wise, I think will be weekly. I don't, I don't, I, I think they've realized that people are kind of tired of binging through their stuff and then not having it anymore. Because that, that was my big problem with Stranger Things last year is that you and I just rushed through it, and I really didn't really get to enjoy it while we were streaming the reactions to it. And I mean, to be honest with you, with HBO, they made a great point, and that is when you have a TV show that you can just binge watch and you just watch all 10 hours back to back, you get probably a weekend worth of headlines coming out of it and then it's completely dead. And whereas week to week, just like Game of Thrones has been succession, it can build momentum to this gigantic thing where everybody has to tune in because they want to be a part of that conversation either on Twitter or whatever you do get your news from. It's different if it's a binging quality show because everybody's like, oh, we all watched that together. It's done over with. Whereas like certain people don't have, like can't can't get to Disney Plus. Everybody's going to be talking about Mandalorian come November 12th. I'm like, oh, did you guys binge it? No, it was just the first episode. When's episode two? Um, it's going to be on a Friday. Oh, that's cool. I'll come, I might come over and watch episodes one, two with you. And if I like it, I'll go back and get ready for episode three. Whereas with Netflix, I'm like, oh, we're going to watch all Stranger Things all day today. That's great. I think Stranger Things, whereas it is a good show, I think the mystery and the momentum of that show, I think, could last weekly. But I wouldn't want to watch it weekly. I mean, Stranger Things is one of those few TV shows that I watch that I'm just like, this feels like a movie and I want to consume all eight hours. Mm-hmm. Whereas I don't think every TV show, especially if there's certain Netflix ones, that I'm like, this would have been much better weekly. The The TV shows, the Marvel TV shows, 
those would have, I think, would have done much better if they were put out weekly. Because then you don't have to consume them all. I completely agree. I think they would have lasted longer if they would have done it that way. I think Defenders would have been better, I think, a lot a lot better that way. And I feel like if you put some time in between each episode, yes, you can last longer. And maybe, you know, we can see some of the problems, whereas binging it kind of all flows together. But I also feel like you can devour it and savor it a lot more. So... Do you think HBO will go with a bi-weekly thing where they release an episode every two weeks? No, they said they have come out and they have said they're going to release it on a certain day every single week. Every episode will have a Um, a date for it and everything else like that. Do we know, like, the release date for Max? Like, like what day it comes out? No. So, for release dates and things like that, I'd say it's probably a pro and a con. Disney gets released in two weeks, Whereas HBO doesn't release till next year, and so we have May twenty twenty. Man, May is busy. Yeah, it is, but we don't have an actual date yet. I'm do assuming hope, they're still trying to get. Do some you hope stuff it's there. a Friday? I do. I don't know why we're getting Disney Plus on, on a Tuesday. random Tuesday. I mean, I'm not complaining. Neither because am I. It's just I'm off. It's just a really <laughs> random day to release it. Because it throws off the Mandalorian schedule. Because if it was released on a Friday, they would have made more sense. Every episode for Mandalorian on Friday. But since they had to do it this way, they have to... We, we get two episodes of Mandalorian within the, within, within the first week. And I do wonder, I'd have to do research. Maybe there's a certain movie that's coming out that they want on the platform on release. Yeah. Because, like, for instance, if you did not know, new releases, they get releases on Tuesday. So, like, DVDs or even, you know, digital releases, yeah. their release dates are Tuesday every week. Right. And so maybe there's a certain Disney movie that they're like, oh, we want to be out by this certain point and make it a selling point to be able to... Come get Disney Plus if you want to watch this, you know, streaming wise or whatever. So I figured we start with HBO. We start with the um, get with, with with the gets that they've got, and then move on to what to what Warner Brothers owns. So like, it's so not what Warner Brothers owns right now. Like 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 the like the like the cartoons that they just got from certain companies. Oh, okay. So okay. and then we move on to the stuff that is kind of we already knew about. Yes. Yes. So, I would say Warner Brothers is divided up into several different sections. They own, like, 12 different companies, 12 different brands. And one of the bigger brands that they just acquired was... Comedy Central. Well, more specifically, Al Comedy Central. They got the entire library of South Park. And they have guaranteed that there will be three more seasons to go along. Every single TV show that they bought, that they spent money on, they can guarantee you that you'll have at least three more years with that TV show. Mm-hmm. Which is very cool and very, you know, liberating. And I think... But doesn't it also, doesn't it also worry that after those three are done and the show's done? Well, that's... It, I think it also will depend on... Oh, Comedy Central, it does pretty well in Comedy Central. But Comedy Central's ratings are much different than HBO's ratings. Mm-hmm. And so maybe it just won't add up. And they just... Then maybe it wasn't as big of a purchase as they originally initially thought it was. Well, I, I think it's hope, a perfect I, well, I, I would hope so with South Park. Because they spent, like, what, $500 million It was a lot of money. To get the rights? But I also... I think with South Park, I think it is a good home. I think I, I could see it. It fits better there. And also, I think... South Park is a good counteraction to the Simpsons bot for Disney, which is, I think, the pro and the con. I think the pro on HBO side is that Disney would have never done anything with that. I they agree. Would, they, they would have touched it. And I love what they're doing with the Simpsons, like how they're, how they're making Simpsons make a joke at the whole Disney Plus thing. I will laugh my ass off if we have an episode of South Park in the near future talking about, hey, man, um, did you guys hear about our new home? It's about a box office. 
Max, I, they, they, they like getting in the know, and I think it'd be really cool if they mentioned that the fact that they're going to HBO Max in 2020. And some other um, people that have joined, including they have also acquired Ellen. Now, Jesus. Ellen's a talk show will also will still be on. Oh, it's good normal. heavens! Do they but, get Ellen? But Owen, Ellen has her own TV show that she's going to be voicing, and then she also has several other TV shows that she is producing. How they manage to? She must have been in house. She must have had some kind of connections. They also got Reese Witherspoon, which is not shocking. Reese Witherspoon is in house talent, but they have her Hello Sunshine, which is her producing label, which produces normally. Oscar-winning films, and so that should help them. And that's I find it very funny that, 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 that certain people are dabbing into all three, because Anne Kendrick, we'll talk about her later, she's doing Noel for Disney, and that show on here for HBO, and then Reese Witherspoon is doing the eighth, uh, the Apple show, and then HBO. Now, I know this kind of veers off, and sometimes this does happen. We're going to try to stick to a clear path so it's easier for you guys to listen, but we do like to have somewhat of a casual conversation here. Um, one of those things, do you think, personally, even though Apple drops tomorrow, or not tomorrow, it's already dropped by the time this podcast yeah. is out for people to watch, because we're recording this on a Wednesday, it's going to go up on a Saturday. Um, by the time it, mm-hmm. do you think Apple TV is worth the five ninety, the four ninety nine? Honestly, when you when you look at the price points of all three, I think it goes Apple, Disney. Not based off money, based on content alone. They're offering content four, alone. like four or five new TV shows that I don't really know if I would watch them all. If it's worth actually the five ninety nine. No, so that that's my question. Well, Apple to me is a conglomerate that really, really, really is aggravating Mm -hmm. because I feel as though Apple creator, Apple people should get, um, this, this service with their plan. See, that's something I completely agree with. Or, um... I believe that maybe possibly instead of releasing them like they're releasing them, that maybe, you know, oh, I want to watch the morning show. Okay, so you should be able to be able to purchase yeah. the entirety of the morning show or have like, oh, when every episode comes out, we'll, we'll update it to your queue or something. I don't really think we have to, we need to pay for an extra app Yeah. when you could just put it into the iTunes store and sell us that way and just be Apple original content because they have original free TV that they already they do. do. And, so and, on, just, and on top of that, so we talked about with HBO. HBO, if you have an HBO Now subscription right now, and you have it till HBO Max comes out in 2020, you get HBO Max for free with your Now subscription. The only one that doesn't have a connective issue also is Disney, but you really don't need a Disney subscription because Disney's library is there. Apple doesn't have a library. They don't. It's not warranting a $5 a month subscription for four different shows They'll probably be done by the end of the year. After that, what are they going to do with it? They haven't announced anything. There hasn't been a plan for their service. They just said, here, we have all these people. They're going to be in these shows. Watch yeah. them. It's more like we're going to shove star power at you. Hopefully that sells. Sometimes it does. And, some and we'll point. have to wait and see how well it does. It is only four ninety nine a month. But here's the thing. If I can't binge watch the morning show, then I'm going to wait. Yeah. Until, that, until it's the final weeks of 
The Morning Show and Dickinson and whatever other TV show that I'm really excited about and just binge watch it's them like, when they're done. It's a lot like CBS All Access with Picard coming out in January. I want to watch Picard, but I'm not going to give CBS $8 a month just to watch that one show. It's not worth the money. I'd rather wait, buy it, and do the trial, mm-hmm. binge it all, and then be done. The reason I say that is because with HBO and Disney, we're guaranteed weekly. But we but the, but the money that we're spending on it is the content we're getting. I don't think I don't think the content that they're asking for on Apple TV is worth the price of admission. Especially since, like you just said, because I was just thinking to myself, I'm about to pay like thirteen dollars a month for Showtime for the next like three or four, maybe even five months. But that's because I'm watching it for Shameless, which is a built-in fan community. Right. And so I would say that's the biggest difference is that let's say I love the morning show. Well, then when it you know it say it gets a second season, I want to see where it progresses. Then maybe I'll think about getting it monthly and watching them as they come out. But also, do you think it's interesting that Disney Plus, because HBO Max has yet to say if they're going to have a yearly subscription. I do know if you buy the new iPhone or if you buy a Verizon product or something like that, a coordinating two back to HBO, you can get a year off, like a year for free. But they have yet to announce an actual yearly price. I think HBO would be stupid not to do a yearly subscription. I think they would be absolutely ludicrous if they didn't. If they did not, then that's how Disney wins the streaming war, is the fact that people only have to pay once a year for their subscription service. So that was my question, is that we, for instance, you, since you were kind enough to allow us to be able to get Disney Plus this year, you know, paying the $70 straight out, you know, I think is much better than having to pay $15 every single month. Because... We're all humans. We work every week, and sometimes the money just isn't there. And then you miss, you know, say, oh, I'm really, really looking forward to, like, the Green Lantern TV show. Oh, but I can't pay for it for the next three months. You're saying it. And, and, so, and so while everybody else is talking about episode by episode, you have to be the one to go back and binge it all when you could have been there from the beginning. I, don't, I think, personally, any streaming service should have a yearly subscription service, a yearly subscription model, because... It is bankable. You you will guarantee that person every year will get it. There's not a there's yeah because it's a one time price. I mean Amazon lives off of this. A hundred dollars a year you get Amazon Prime, which is their full library of of Amazon Prime content, their original content, plus everything they put on Prime. I am genuinely shocked at this point in 2019, Netflix still doesn't have a yearly subscription. I am very shocked as well, and I have a feeling partially that and this could be the only reason why I think maybe HBO might not have one, and that is just simply because there is just so much money that is made through monthly subscriptions. Yeah. And obviously that will have to be something Disney has to figure out. Maybe this is only going to be for the first year, and then they stop I can it. actually say that's not true. If you, if you would have went and did... Uh, the early D23 version of Disney Plus, you got three years. Well, I'm, I'm talking about for general public that they realize, oh, $60 up front, a lot of people paid for that, but where's the longevity of that money? And I, I think, think Amazon proves the fact that the year would work. But Amazon is also several different other things, whereas Prime is free two day shipping. You also have Amazon Prime, which is airlocked into that, like the video, but it's also several other different things, whereas Disney. What if they, do, what if they do that? Well, then I think if Disney brings in everything, I think it takes away from Disney+. Plus. I don't know. We'll have to wait and see how all the money stuff plays out, which is a different side. It's a business side we sometimes talk about here. You know. Um, 
But no, I I think HBO should give the year a try. I just yes. to see just to see how it works. I think the option should be there for yes. people because I have a very strong feeling that it's going to be super freaking expensive. And so, you know, yeah, it's because $15 a month for HBO, I it's going to be way over. Granted, granted, the content you're getting is worth that $15 a month. So, for instance, speaking of content, the initial launch is May of 2020, which I mentioned. Mm-hmm. The price will start at $14.99, which, if you're paying for HBO already, you are already technically paying for HBO Max. And if you have paid for HBO before, it's not changing anything from your no, bank account. No, it's not changing anything at all. Um, the date might change yeah. when you have to pay it, but overall, you know, if you pay for HBO now or Go... Or anything like this that. This is what I was curious because you're about to bring it up. I'm curious about this. So it's ten thousand plus, plus hours, hours of content. Can we see how many hours worth of content Disney Plus is going to have? Do they do they have a number? I don't know if Disney Plus does have a number. Um, before we jump into that, because I do I like to do a little googling to figure out the number. Let's move into a subject matter inside HBO so we can talk about it while I do mm-hmm. some googling. Um, some things that are going on is that we have Greg Ranty. Not shocking is a very big in-house name. Now, a lot of people have asked why other people who are very familiar with DC Comics is not, and from what I understand, is that Greg Ranty is the only person who actually gets along with people inside Warner Brothers, which is He's why... He's the Feige. Whether, whether you like the DC shows on, on CW or not, Greg Berlanti is the answer to Kevin Feige in that state because he's done things with DC that the films have not. Well, also, like I said, I think it's just simply because he has more friends inside, and so he gets Him and John's are great friends. He's got that inside loop onto what's going on. And he gets, they got, you know, a lot more content than others. So, for instance, for Greg Wanty, we'll talk about both of them. He has two new TV shows that are premiering on um, Mm -hmm. this, and it comes into, of, like, a whole bunch of other different content for superheroes. But we have Green Lantern, which has a $100 million budget overall for the whole TV show. It's not which, just one episode. It's a whole, which is still a lot of money. But, but still, put this in perspective. A, a, a average CW show on, on, on air is about 25 to $50 million a season. Roughly. Uh, no, much, much, much more cheaper than that. Mm-mm. Yes. This past season of Flash was 45. I believe it was. Keep talking. And so, I'm worried that if they give Berlanti this kind of money, that what I love about the CW stuff with Arrowverse is that, yes, their budgets are big, but they don't rely heavily on the CG aspects of the show. It's more about the characters, and Keep talking. I'm really worried that Green Lantern will be substance, will be spectacle over substance. Oh, no, you are right. It's about 16. Wow. They pay a lot more money for those than I thought they did. Crisis on its own well, is yes. its own. Okay, sorry. And so okay. I'm worried about spectacle over substance when it comes to Green Lantern. And that's what happened with the film, is that we got these great shots of Oa, we got these great characters, and some iffy-looking suits on Ryan Reynolds, but they went for the spectacle over the over the substance of character, and Hal Jordan, done right, is a very important character within the Arrowverse, and they've already established him within the Arrowverse, because they've mentioned Ferris Airfields, which is where he, he goes to get the ring from when he crashes, is that's where he gets the ring. So... Backing up just a little bit, 
Allegory Lantern, to your other question, is that it's going to be... They don't have an actual time, but I do have a number of content. Okay. So it's going to be an estimated of 7,500 episodes. This is day release. Right. And over 500 films. Now, that is including original right. and new content. So if you put all that together, does Disney have HBO beat? Maybe. When um, the content hours. I think, personally, at the moment is because we're still in early days of announcements and stuff for HBO Max because it doesn't come out until next May. So, like, you know, we still have have time. time. Um, Whereas Disney releases in two weeks. Is I think right now they have them beat with new content. I think overall, backwards and forwards, I think they both have a great design. Catalog. For older stuff that people are much more interested in. So. And keeping it with Berlanti, we now know that after every season is done on CW, they instantly get it the following week on Which HBO Max. It's the same thing, the same deal they had with Netflix, and they pulled out of that deal, and now it's going over to HBO Max. Oh, I really Netflix. do feel bad for Netflix. They, I, they're, they're, they're getting the shit end of this bargain. They really are. But it's also kind of their fault because of the reason why all this stuff is going on. In the first place, if we didn't have Netflix, we wouldn't have Disney+. Plus, no. And we wouldn't have HBO Max. And... Now they're solely going to rely on those giant deals that they made over the past couple of years. And if they don't work out for them, I think Netflix is going to fall hard. I think Netflix will just get smaller and I have less original content. Now, let me bring, you, let me bring, let me bring up something to you. If I am correct, Netflix... So Stranger Things is done by Netflix, correct? Yeah. Do they work with any other company no, on it? No, no. All Netflix originals, except for Netflix originals that come from outside of the U.S. Now, that's exceptional to, like, Lifetime. They sometimes buy some of that. Like, You mm-hmm. was originally a Lifetime original, and now it's a Netflix original. Except for the ones they personally buy themselves. Or ones they get from out of state. There's a few BBC TV shows that are Netflix originals to us, but are not actually Netflix originals. Anything else is in-house. Every movie that they buy and everything else is produced by Netflix. Well, let me ask you a question. Let's say in July of 2020, Netflix, for some odd reason, declares bankruptcy. Mm-hmm. Because of after everything that happened between the HBO Max and Disney, they it really ripped their TV thing to shreds. Do you think Netflix will be willing to sell some of their content in order to keep their streaming service going? A.K.A., do you think they will do a partnership deal with HBO Max and let Stranger Things be... See, I don't think so. I do believe that you maybe... You see what I'm going at, yes, though, right? Yes, I do understand. I do think maybe they would, of course, have to sell some stuff off. It's, you've seen it time and time again. Spider-Man. Uh-huh. Hulk. You know, time and time again. They have I'm just to. using Disney as an example. But I think this would be a way to bring some of the shows that Netflix doesn't think would thrive on their channel back. Mm-hmm. Like, I think, I think Santa Clarita Diet could thrive on HBO Max if they would let them do it. I think Santa Clarita Diet would thrive more on HBO because they could push the boundaries on that show better and we could get a season three. I think we des- a season four we deserved more than what we got with season three. It's just like there, there are certain shows that Netflix have given up on I think other streaming channels can work with. But to stick with back with the Berlanti, the yeah. other one that he's doing is this whole superhero high show. The DC Super... Nope, nope, that's not Berlanti. Oh, it's not? No, this is a different TV show. It's called... Strange something under those lines. Oh, uh, Stranger 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 Lands. I don't. I can't tell the what the word is there. But either way, I can tell you what it's about. It is about kind of like the cleanup crew in like Spider Man. It's people like that, the outside workers. So it's like, oh, there's a big attack going on right here. 
were the inside people who are watching that attack. It's very interesting. It's very interesting to read about. I like comics that are like this. I've seen a few TV shows. CBS did one, I think. <coughs> Vanessa Hutchins, they did. NBC. NBC did a similar one. Um, it was also DC related. And, you know, it, they have done things like this before. I don't think it's worked out as nicely. But um, I think ultimately I am somewhat excited. The one you're talking about, which is the superheroes, all like teenagers, that's Elizabeth Banks. Which we'll get to in a little bit. I every, Anything now that she touches worries me I don't, exponentially. It really does. Well, while staying on the track of HBO, um, as this is mostly what this conversation will be about, we did get an announcement. After an, after an announcement of another thing with this? So, Game of Thrones originally had the prequel, which was supposedly called... Um, the uh the night uh, uh the night of Winterfell or something under those lines and it was going to start it was going to Watts and, and they were a, already having the pilot pre-order and it was supposed to start shooting no, the pilot was done the pilot has shot it was shot last um summer there was complications on set people didn't get along there's a lot of problems and then the actual content that they delivered to HBO they saying didn't like it. this is what we have for you they're like Okay, we can't. No, I'm, we need something that people are going to be excited about, and people are going to want to watch because season eight was such a class failure. And so they did give us something that I definitely will be watching. I mean, they killed my queen, and they give me back a piece of my queen, <laughs> which I like. I'm okay with. And that is the House of the Dragon, which is based off a of George R. R. Martin book. The other one was not. This is set 300 years before the events of Game of Thrones, which is also okay with me. I'm okay with the prequel series. And then also, George R. R. Martin is a very steady hand in the creation of this project, which, which I also... Which will also tell everybody that books five and six of A Song of Ice and Fire will be delayed once again. Probably, but, <laughs> you know, are they ever going to come out? Who knows? Um, so How do you feel about House of Dragon? I think it's a waste of their time. I think we disagree with this. Um, so let's get into it. I disagree. I, I think it's a waste of their time. I feel as though their Game of Thrones train, I think, is done. Oh, no. Um to me I think it is so clearly they are they are running out of ideas when it comes to Game of Thrones and so they instantly go well everybody liked the dragons in the show and like people within the dragons give them back all the dragon stuff well I mean this is a book that he wrote and so it is I, actual material I, I understand that but we got what well, I got what I wanted out of the Baratheon storyline involving Danny's dad the Mad King and all how that went within the show I understood what it meant and they showed us clips about what happened within season seven. I don't really need to know anything else. Well, that is perfectly fine with you. And I know we're going to get a young Danny within this show. I'm guaranteeing no, it. No, no, it's set 300 years. This is all, this is way before. If young Danny does show up, it's going to be at the very, very, very end of the TV show. This is set before, which I like. I want to know. We... It's so funny because I'm so for like an old Republic. Star Wars thing was just set thousands of years before the series. Which, which, the, is what, which is what this is. No, the pilot, the Ross pilot was set 5,000 years before. So what, do they think moving it up an extra... Yeah, I'm assuming that there was some kind of context thing where, like, this is just too confusing. You know, it, there's just too much time in between. And this book is already really popular. People really do enjoy it. It was just more like a... Do you know this where, is much more of a Do you know where I wish they would have went with besides this? And you're going to be kind of mad because you, you don't like him at all. 
I would have rather have seen a sequel, a sequel series done by HBO with no extra content to go on about John. See, about, about, about life after the wall. Like, what went down after he left. Here's the thing, and I mean this, and I everybody loves a good epilogue. And I love a good epilogue. El Camino! Everybody loves a good epilogue. I've watched, I, have, I don't have any opinions about it. I but did. it's an epilogue to Breaking Bad. Everybody loves a good epilogue. Yes. But the problem with an epilogue is that it does have to end. Yeah. A new TV show, that epilogue could only be a miniseries. And they are in the long run with Game of Thrones. And this new TV show, there's 300 years to play with. Whereas it's not so constricted and they have much more room. I mean, the mythology has to stay the same because they yes. can't change it they because you're going it. backwards. And that's my problem. Which just make me nervous. I mean, J.K. Rowling is a perfect example of this. For God's sake, <laughs> Star Wars is a perfect example of this. Star the prequels. You could tell where everything was going. None of the twists. None of the twists. Like, oh, Palpatine's Palpatine. Oh, look, well, yeah, Darth Vader. Where, it's not so much about the twist. It's much more about how did these characters get to where we know them. Yes, but that's my thing. The characters we're, that we're going to be introduced to within the show are going to be dead by the time but we get to Game of me. Thrones. They, they're never going to mention those characters. That but they, got they are. They are main characters that are brought up time and time again through stories that are told. And now we're actually going to see what the actual truth behind those stories were. Which I think is very... Now, like I said, it's two different paths. And, of course, you could be wowed by the first trailer or the first still. Yeah, everything, everything can change once I see actual content from the show. Exactly. But for right now, I, I, stand, I stand to have judgment on it because... You're Game skeptical. Of, because Game of Thrones right now, including Benioff and Weiss, which we will get to them in a little bit, are not exactly on a high horse. And I think Star Wars realized that and they wanted to get rid of that as quick as they could. So, moving back in, moving away from that, back to DC. DC is a big part of, obviously, HBO Max. It's a very big vehicle for them. Makes sense. So, we're going to talk about two different things right now. So, DC in general, there's all 40-plus years worth of content. No, that's not... That's what it says. No, but what it read was is that within the first year, we get the past decade's worth of DC. We get the last 40 years of Batman and Superman. Oh, okay. We only get the Man of Steel and the Dark Knights last 40 years, not anybody else. Well, which I really think is absolute crap. There isn't really a lot. That's not true. There is old Wonder Woman serials. There is old Justice League serials. There's cartoons of Wonder well, Woman. Well, yeah, so cartoons, I'm not really sure where this falls in. We'll have to wait and see because they didn't really talk too much about the anime. And if that's section. the case, it's none of that. And it's just Batman and Superman. How are you going to feel? I'm okay with it. Why? They're literally leaving everybody else on the table. Because, to be honest with you, I would probably only go back and rewatch the Batman stuff. So, I don't have a problem with this. No, but here's my thing. They're, they're leaving out. I know, I understand what you mean. So much. I'm just saying that I won't watch it, so I don't care. Content from other heroes, including Wonder Woman. Yeah, I won't watch Wonder Woman's old content. And also, to be honest, the, 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 the decades worth of stuff we're getting from DC... Sparse and misses, but what? What? It's still. It's, it's still the, content. It's no, no. It's still the beginning. This is year one. Who knows? They could understand. They could hear. People are complaining. They want the Wonder Woman original series. And this is also who knows who owns the Wonder Woman original series. You know. You know what's crazy though? They they made all these announcements about 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 DC stuff. 
they gave Joker its own slot. Oh, I know. We'll get there. We'll get there. Which I thought was really interesting. <laughs> it's a vehicle. They're trying, you know. And they're using it very well. So, um, actually, we could talk about Joker before we move into DC Universe. So, with Joker in general, it did say, hey, guess what? If you want to... We're the exclusive streaming for Joker. No one else is going to get it. Which is the same thing, um, whereas Disney has talked about for... Avengers Endgame. Avengers Endgame. And there's going to be several other vehicles that are exclusive to Disney. It's going to be very hard to find a Disney movie that's not going to be exclusive to Disney+. Plus. Sorry, guys. Um, we do now know something, though. Um, if you look at the catalog for the Marvel movies coming up, there's certain there's a certain character that's not there. There certain characters films that are not within the Disney Plus library, and I can now confirm that they are not going to be. Spider Man's Homecoming, Far From Home, will not be on Disney Plus, since they are part of a Sony Disney Park deal. Sony gets the streaming rights to both Spider Man Homecoming and Far From Home, which so, means you can buy them on Amazon. Yes, basically <laughs> that's what that means, which is utter bullcrap. But we'll get to that later. So, moving over into the DC Universe, so nothing is truly said and done, so all this stuff take with grain of salt. salt, but the only TV show that we know for, for certain is Doom Patrol Season 2 will probably be out on release of the streaming service, Yeah, but it, it's only going to be on HBO Max. It's not going to be on DC Universe, so in case you're... No. Oh, no, is, the, are they the, doing the, it the, double? They're, they're doing it back and forth. Okay. Because it's for the people who have HBO Max can watch on HBO Max, but if you don't have HBO Max, you have DC Universe, you can watch DC Universe. But that's the way for them to get people from DC Universe to go to HBO Max and go, hey, but next season's going to be only on HBO Max, come over my here. real question is, how many people actually have DC Universe anymore? Um, you would be shocked. Uh, Titans gets about 13 million viewers a week well, on their show. Okay, so for instance, there's other TV shows that obviously did not get announced. Harry Quinn has yet to debut, and so we'll have to wait and see if that will. I'm very excited about it, but there's people I'm so more. sick and tired of the pick hell clown. It's fine. I'm very excited about it. We also have Young Justice Outsiders, which I don't know how well. This season did strong, but not to warrant to go any further. I feel as though, no matter how much we got the petition, we got it to work, it worked. But the people who signed the petition didn't come up to watch the show. And also, they released that show very weirdly. They, sh- they released it four episodes a week. Yeah, it was weird. On the same day. Yeah, it was weird. And then we have Titans, which is in its middle of the second season. Which, which is thriving. That season, I've heard, is nothing short of awesome. I, apparently, adding a alien from Krypton really helps that show. And so, I would wonder if that will be an announcement coming. People are wondering if they're going to try to revive Swamp Thing. Because even with it being canceled, it still did absolutely amazing. I'd be shocked if this DC, is not but in the I, can. I, I wouldn't be shocked. My thing with it being it was just so expensive because of all the, the things that they had to go through to get to. Yeah, but they, but, but but here's my rebuttal to that. They didn't have HBO's money behind them. Now they do. That is true. Well, I'm not so much talking about the TV show. I'm talking about the the uh, the thing, they, the penalized that they had, they had paid $45 million for towards um uh Louisiana because they broke some kind of code or whatever. Well now they have H like I but they but they like, have HBO Max. They have, they have HBO behind them now. They have Warner Brothers literally behind them. Because that was and a so big, they can go shoot anywhere they want and they can make it look like how it did on the original season. Cuz that was a big big thing. Um That's a huge thing. If HBO announces they get Swamp Thing season 2, that's a huge get for them. So other content, other original content that will be coming back, 
They do have War of the Rings on here. Any Gremlins. Oh um, my good god. Gremlins, 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 Gremlins. Matrix, obviously. Lego movies. Conjuring universes and that type of thing. Now, I Warner wanna... Brother horror stuff. It Chapter 2, Stephen King. All that stuff will be on here. I want to well. bring up Matrix mm-hmm. real quick. Now, they have not announced on how Matrix 4 is going to go. We now know we, we, we know we know that the director is going to be there. We know that we have cast coming back. We do not know yet if HBO Max is doing original film content. What if they announce sometime next year that Matrix 4 is going to be an HBO Max original film? And that, and that they're producing it all underneath its belt, and that's how they're doing it. I think it would be a very strong... That'd be a strong original film to start out the original films with. That'd be a strong film to start with. Because they haven't announced how they're going to do it. And don't put it past the Wachowskis to do something different. And that's, well, the Wachowski to do something different. And that'd be a bold statement to go, here, this is the only place you can watch Matrix 4. That's how you, that's me right there is how they got my money. Is that they told me Matrix 4 is the exclusive streaming service for this. But also, I wonder if they would, I'm wondering how HBO would feel about losing that vehicle when they are kind of lacking, I would say somewhat in the box office area of. we'll, we'll, We'll do the Irishman. Of having a limited release. Limited release. It's possible. Towards where they can try to get some of the money back in, in theater, but the, the 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 remainder of the time, it being exclusive streaming to, H, to HBO Max. I think Warner Brothers can have that happen. I think it's also very interesting is that Warner Brothers could go down the Amazon route of where they produce movies like Amazon, Amazon does. Prime Studios. But Amazon Prime does have a full, almost normally, theatrical release. Of which is limited, it's like two or three weeks, or long release, it's yeah. like three months. Right. And which they could do that as well, and then it's exclusive to the streaming service. The service when it comes out. You yeah. have to wait until it comes out. But and so but, I, but, but but you'll know where it's gonna go to. Yeah. And I think it's been a mixed bag because not everybody knows Amazon produces original content in movies because it takes so long yeah. to get back on that streaming service. And so it is a mixed bag. But I do wonder if they want that playground of being able to be like, oh, you can go see it in be, your be, theater. Because that, that'd be a big header over Disney because Disney's not going to do that. Well, I mean, it's a big header over Netflix entirely. Because Netflix is having their own issue with Irishman right now. Well, Netflix doesn't like releasing in big windows. They like the like the small month window, if possible. And then they want to release it to make sure everybody knows this is a Netflix original content. Okay. And I feel like new up-and-comings, they can play around with it. Especially that first year, you're yeah. like, oh, this is not really working. Next test year. it out. It, it, basically, the first year for your streaming services is your test year and see what works. I also... Sorry, do you have anything else to add? Uh, to the Matrix stuff, I think it it I think it'd be a good way to start off their movie movie idea if that's how they did it. So, going a little bit away from television, back into the business side of HBO Max. The first year, in case you have AT and T, this is the brand that they're going with. If you buy a plan with AT and T, you get the first year for free. Hi. Yeah, is that how we're getting it for free? Hi. Okay, cool. Um, but also, 2021, they're going to do the same thing Peacock is doing, which is NBC. What a weird name. But you know what? Do you? I <sighs> Just do you. Um, obviously, they are. So, with Peacock, Peacock is free. NBC's streaming service will be free. Because they realize no one would pay for that. Well, also, it makes sense through advertisements. And HBO looked at this and said, that's a great idea. And so they're going to also have a free version 
of HBO Max coming out in 2021, which will have complete and other commercials in it. And so there will be tons of advertisements because someone somehow you have to be able to pay so for this. Basically, what this is going to be, guys, is that if you want to watch HBO like you would on TV, you can get the free version of Max, which if you if you look at it, commercials only happen during their shows. It doesn't happen during films that you watch on, on HBO. But this could very much change because of how, how would you feel about that? I personally, and this is strictly not through like a personal thing, well it is, but strictly through a business standpoint, I completely and totally understand. I will understand it if I had to sit down and watch a 30 second advertisement, maybe a minute long advertisement in between a movie. It will be annoying because I want to watch it, you know, completely yeah. free. But if it annoys me so much, I'm going to pay the $14.99 right. to be able to get do you think zero advertisement. Do you think that's the way of HBO going through and saying, here, here's what HBO Max looks like. Go and watch a little bit. You tired of those ads? We'll come over here and pay the premium for yeah, it. Yeah, exactly. And I think it's a very smart way because it gets people able to be able to watch it. But also it allows, you know, but you also are sitting there. You have to do the advertisements. Or if you get really annoyed, who has the same thing? Oh, you don't like these? You can get rid of them, you know. So, so here's so here we go back to pros and cons. Pro for HBO, they're doing the free version for it. Con for Disney, they are not. Do you think Disney would thrive a little bit better if they did a free version of Disney Plus just to see how it works? No, and that's only. I think this is a great thing. Back to the pro and con list. Pro for Disney, it's super freaking cheap. We'll see how long these prices last. I I think maybe the first year or so, maybe even less than that. I think I think the first two years is going to be seventy bucks. We'll have to wait and see. It'll, it'll depend on the content because right now they they have about seventy dollars a year worth of content. Overall, when you look at the, when you look at the package, uh, coming, I would say it's probably more expensive. Than, I personally, and this is my personal opinion, I think people who have been there from the beginning, day one members, should get a deal saying you get $70 every year. Yeah, you know, or like the first 2 years and then you have to be bumped up to whatever the price range is. And I do believe it will be bumped. And until how much, by how by how much do you think? I'm going to say 30 or $40. So you think there's a good chance it could somewhere. be over $100. Do you think they're willing to put the 120 130 tag point on their subscription service? I for yearly. For now, yearly? For a week now, I think for it's gonna go weekly. Not weekly. That's a that's yeah. an intense. For monthly, I think it's gonna go up to these prices and mm-hmm. Netflix prices. Because it's just there's a lot of content you have to pay for it. And Disney, it gets expensive. I'm asking you, please don't be like Netflix and change your prices every week. Yeah. Every month. Yeah, I agree. Keep a keep a price and stay that <laughs> way. I'm sick and tired of looking at my and bank look account. At, look at HBO Max where you're like it's for you know it's gonna be for it's gonna be you you know you need that fifteen bucks. Where with Netflix, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> it's a rough I life. paid twenty three dollars this month for November. What? Yeah. What? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Enjoy your grays. Thank you. So, um, also, in the future, they are going to have other things, such as special events and live interactive stuff. They are doing this whole thing with families in case, you know, people want to watch Game of Thrones together, but they don't want it to be on, you know, they want to be on one conjoined count. They're very happy about this during the presentation. And um, so that's something they're trying to work for, and I'm sure they will expand that are, even are more. They gonna, are they going to have the, so, so let's bring up pros and cons again. A pro for Disney Plus is that you're you're able to share your streaming service with four other member with four other families if you want to with it that, that are within your family is HBO doing that? 
to where to where I can uh, to where, to where I can share it with you guys. Yes, I'm sure it's gonna be the same thing as well. I don't actually. I have a very strong feeling it's gonna be much more like what HBO Now is, in which anybody can use HBO Now. There's not like a person range. It's just you sign in, you get to watch it. I like the person range. So I'm not entirely sure how it's gonna go. We'll have to wait and see that announcement has that made. Because I'm genuinely curious about that. Now. Another cool thing, and these are much more like interactive features, we'll circle back around to content as there's still just a few little things to mention a little bit later on. But instead of, because they haven't really talked about the interface, one of the cool features, which I really like, is that in-house con in-house people such as Zac Efron or uh, Regina King or Bill Hader, would say you have a certain film, like you're looking for a horror film, but you don't know what horror film to watch. Well, you click on Bill Hader, for instance, and he'll have a video of the reason why he loves The Exorcist, or maybe it's Zac Efron, whoever they use. And it's a 30-second video to tell you you should watch The Exorcist because they loved it so much, which I thought was super-duper cool. That's why they get connected to the people that do the movies. That's a really cool idea. And so that's one thing that they're adding, which I really liked because their face is not really well put together, which I thought was a con Towards HBO Max. Because Disney Plus' interface looks beautiful. beautiful. So gorgeous. Because so, so I've actually seen the interface in action. And so when you transfer... That's what it's going to look like. When you transfer from from Marvel to Star Wars, when, 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 you, when you hit the Marvel button, it plays the Marvel Studios theme. It goes, da, 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 da. And as soon as you get down to Star Wars, da, 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 da. National Graphic. And when you go to Disney, it's the oh, I think that's really cool because that because I was no hey you're in this world now enjoy the content that you're about to get from this world I really like that. So from some other like in-house TV shows that are coming, and I'm not entirely sure if these are HBO TV shows or if they're HBO Max TV shows. There is a difference for now. As some of these shows could be popping up within the next, like, six or seven months. And so I'm not entirely sure where these land on the spectrum of things. But some of them go as following as The Outsiders, which is a Stephen King novel that's being translated. The Undoing, which is, um, uh, uh, what is her, Nicole Kidman, her new TV show that she's doing. Um, and then all the creators of a very popular thing. Oh, Phoebe Waller-Bridge. She has won a ton of Emmys for Fleabag. She's doing a new TV show for them called Run, which sounds really good as well. I like the actors, at least. And then um, they have other ones. Um, And so there is going to be a lot of content coming, and then there's even more with other people. Um, So mm -hmm. while we stay on content, continuing with the gets that they got, we now know if you are a Who... if, if, If you're a Who person who loves Doctor Who... We now know that BBC America and HBO have a deal and that they're getting every single season of Doctor Who yes. and every time. And they're also working with BBC to where if so if you guys didn't know the way BBC works with America is that the night that it airs in London, we get it almost a week after on the same night. They are going to try to work with BBC. And if it works, this is going to get everybody. On their on their streaming platform, you get Doctor Who, the newest season of whatever season they're on, the newest episode, the day it airs in London. You do not have to wait a week. You get it the day it airs in London. And so, if you realize on Netflix, certain shows that stream on Netflix that we get on TV, 
they get on Netflix, and so they get them every week. Mm-hmm. HBO Max, if that's the case, will be the exclusive place to watch Doctor Who because they will get it every week on the day it comes, which is just nuts. That's never happened before with anything American. Yeah, I agree. that's crazy, and that would mean that anything from BBC can be like that, like if Downton Abbey or well, so for instance, for Downton Abbey. The creators of Downtown Abbey are doing an HBO exclusive, which was working with BBC. There is a partner, just like Doctor Who is, and that is that they have The Gilded Age, which is their new TV show, which is going to be Downtown Abbey-like. Mm-hmm. So that's really cool in case you like that. Moving over into some kidder, smaller TV uh. for children, the biggest thing I think to come out of this, and you can look into it, there's other core things that are coming as well. But I think the biggest thing is the Elmo talk show. Which just, just sounds, sounds awesome. It just sounds so cool. Um, but they have Looney Tunes, and they will have uh, Hannah Bologna, and they'll have all the original content as well. You're missing the biggest one, the obvious one. Gremlins, The Rise of Mogwai. Oh. We are getting a prequel cartoon series about how Gizmo met the older Chinese man from the movie... And it just, and we get to see the Mogwai land and how the Gremlins came to be and how they came to America. And now we all think that Gremlins 3 has been talked about a lot. It could be another HBO Max exclusive film. I'm a Gremlins guy. Leave me alone. <laughs> I think it's very, very cool. I think um, also... The Elmo show, though, was just fantastic. Yeah, I just thought it was really cool. Do you realize they could do self-promotion for HBO Max within the Elmo show? They can bring people on from HBO Max to say... Sir, you have an HBO Max show coming on, don't you? Exactly right, Elmo. Yeah, it's very <laughs> I think cool. Disney Plus needs one of those. <laughs> it's very in-house. I'm very, very excited for it. Some other things, other TV shows. Um, one of the things that they try to talk about is that they want to be very female-centric, as femaleers like to watch TV shows. And so they, they came out and they talked about a whole bunch of content coming for it, such as Tokyo Vice, which is a Japanese TV show. Sorry, Hans Elgar. Will HBO ever learn? No one will know. It's fine. We'll move on. We have Anne Kendrick's Love Life, which you definitely know I'll be watching. Man. Do you really think they will learn from the yeah, whole I know. Ghost Michelle thing? But they didn't move forward. Um, we also have the new Gossip Girl, which is a direct sequel. How? To- okay, so we can finally talk about this. I've been waiting to talk to you. How do you feel? Oh, I'm, I'm ecstatic. But are you nervous? No. So here we so here we go. We're back to pros and cons again for the for this for this episode. I think it's con to both. There is a time and place to do revivals, reboots, or whatever of that nature. I don't think they've chosen the right shows to do revivals for on either platform. I don't think so because it's been a hot minute since Gossip Girl was on, and on Disney side, the big one for them is the Lizzie McGuire re- 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 revival that they're doing. I don't know if they have people besides us that are going to watch it. I don't, oh, um, I, I don't know if kids of this generation are going to understand what those shows meant to so, us when we were growing up. So, for a counter-argument, in which I do have one, so ha, not so much for Rosie McGuire, that's very, it's Disney, so ultimately we're never going to know if it does well. But for Gossip Girl, it is still one of the most talked about, like when people find it on Netflix and different things like that. They binge watch it and they talk about it quite frequently. It's still a very much watched. Do you think Tell Bell will show up in the show? 
So, that's something else. I'm going to wait until casting and stuff comes out. There's been rumors that there is supposed to be some cameos. And that would be really cool because it is a sequel. It's not a reboot. It is a sequel to what happens after Gossip Girl with a new generation of people who are going through the chaos. But our characters went through which is a whole book series for it and so there is rooms to play with it um also like i said doom patrol is coming over we have the dc superhero highs grease the tv show which i didn't like don't know why that's happening but it's coming what is it grease oh TV that show? Just, that's their okay so i actually have a a reason for grease they're counteracting high school musical which i can understand so um i want to bring up something uh, a couple of weeks ago, Jennifer Aniston released the most liked video photo of all time with her and the cast of Friends. And we now know that Aniston and the crew are working on something. And where is Friends ending up next year? HBO. Yes, and I don't know if it's going to be Friends-related, but they could be doing a movie together or something like that. I don't think it's going to actually be Friends-related. But do you think it'll be an HBO thing? Yes, totally, totally, Yes. So we so we can agree on that. That's whatever the, whatever the six of them are doing together. It's an HBO thing. It's I wonder HBO how they got everybody to manage to do that. I don't know. I really do because everybody did not end on a good note with that well, show. Well, it, it wasn't so much people ended on. Like I said, I think people. I know they all got along outside because they talked about it and stuff. I think it's more why people didn't the cast didn't end on a good note with Friends, the TV show, which is why we never got a reunion or anything like that. I think we'll still never get a reunion. I don't think so either. I personally think that they could work together but it's gonna be on a completely different project do you see people will be okay with that i think anybody will be excited to see all the cast back together no matter what it is mm-hmm. and i mean that's the honest truth and you can agree i think you can agree yeah. with that as well is that even if it's a totally new maybe it's a new tv show or maybe it's a new movie or something we'll all be sitting and, there and, and watching and you know what's crazy even though i know friends is going to hbo it's not. It, it would have not been enough for me to buy this sort of service until I found out more about the service. Because, yes, we watch Friends a lot as a family, but it's not enough for me to buy another service to get it. Well, that covers all of HBO Max that we know so far. It's nuts. Obviously, we'll continue to update you guys as, as the more weeks stuff progress. I don't think we're done with the announcements for this for this at all. Oh no. Um, before we end, because we have to end in two minutes, um, before we end, which one, if you had to rank all of the streaming series, and that includes, I'm going to give you a list, HBO Max, Mm -hmm. Disney Plus, Mm -hmm. Amazon, Mm -hmm. Peacock, Apple TV, and CBS All Access, um, and Netflix, not CBS All Access, of those six, rank them, and your most, the ones that you're going to be Using the most, probably? Excited for. Excited for? Disney, HBO, Netflix, Amazon, uh, Peacock. What was the other one? Uh, Netflix. Uh, I think it was just the five. Oh, Apple. Oh, and Apple. Which you're and, not going to use. And, and, and Apple. Be my last one. Um, with Disney Plus is because of, you know, Disney, HBO, Warner Brothers. Peacock I can give two shits about. That's it. You. I would say it's probably the same, except HBO Max, Disney Plus, Netflix, until Netflix announces other things I'm really excited for. Right now, Netflix is being used because it has Grey's Anatomy on it. 
honestly. Do you think if they announce a Stranger, Stranger Things 4 as the last season for Stranger Things, do you think Netflix is going to be dying? I think a lot of people will be really mad about it, but also I think it's time for the TV show to end, so I don't really know how to feel about it being announced for a renewal. But guys, if you enjoyed... We're running out of time. <laughs> if you guys enjoyed this podcast, go ahead and follow, rate us on iTunes, um, and next week there might be a video on YouTube, and so we will, of course, let you know ahead of time. Mm-hmm. And sometimes we do live streams, we do pros, we do um, this, the, we do this uh, uh, thumbs up, thumbs down thing for new releases. Approve, disprove. Approve or disprove, in which we'll announce ahead of time as well. But guys, go ahead and enjoy. And yeah. See you guys later. Bye!